You're listening to an iFanboy special edition podcast, Justice League Throne of Atlantis. Sitting in the morning sun, I'll be sitting when the evening comes, watching the ships roll in, and then I'll watch them roll away again, yeah, I'm sitting on the dock of the bay, watching the tide roll. Sitting on the dock of the bay, time. Hey everybody, you're listening to another iFanboy special edition podcast. We have gathered the Animation Brain Trust again. I am Paul Montgomery. That's Connor Kilpatrick. Hey. That's Mr. Ryan Haupt. Hello. And this time we are talking about the 22nd DC Universe animated feature. It is Justice League Throne of Atlantis. The second in the line of the new 52 Justice League stories that share a continuity. That threw me off. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, because there's, there's a couple changes, but it's the same basic animation style as what was the previous one? War. Justice League War, right. And um, so we've got the, the whole new 52 Justice League and the introduction of Aquaman. This is the, the Aquaman movie. Uh, this is his his time to shine. It's an Aquaman movie. It's not an Aquaman movie. Yeah, until uh, you know, maybe there'll be more animated Aquaman movies when the uh, the Jason Momoa live action Aquaman comes out in three or four years. I yeah. Remember, but we'll, we'll discuss the future in a, at the end. Of it, I think I got some thoughts on that as well. Okay. So this is Ethan Spaulding directing, uh, written by Heath Corson. And it is, of course, based on the Throne of Atlantis storyline written by Jeff Johns, and that was Ivan Reese mm-hmm. and somebody else. But, anyways, uh, it was Ivan Reese, and it was because uh, it went through Aquaman and it went through Justice League. That's right. Yeah. So whoever the artist was, Jim Lee, wasn't it Jim Lee? Was that on, what he was doing Justice League, League at the time? Yeah, maybe. There was Jim Lee art in the credits. Yeah, that was weird. So that, maybe that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Regardless, it was but uh, anyway, but anyways, we um we've had a couple of Batman ones in the interim. We I remember we enjoyed things about the previous Justice League movie. Well, with War. Look, 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 just to back up one step, I was a little apprehensive about this one for a number of reasons, not mm-hmm. the least of which was really hated the last two of these movies. Yeah, and. Hey. They were pretty bad, and I was not looking. I was to go another one. I, uh, which is strange because we've had twenty-two of these movies, and I've I've enjoyed, for good the chunk. most part, twenty of the twenty good, up to this good, point. A good chunk of them, nineteen we, or twenty of them. We were having a good time with but, those. But uh, Batman, Assault and Arkham hated. Son of Batman hated. Yeah, I I liked Justice League War, and but the thing was, uh, the the trend wasn't good the, the, since they've gone. Since Flashpoint happened and they've gone to the, the shared continuity with the same actors for every movie, mm-hmm. haven't been as jazzed for this as I used to be. Mm-hmm. And so I was a little apprehensive for that. Also, Aquaman's my dude. Like, people who listen to my fanboy shows know that I'm a big Batman fan, but they may not know that when I was a kid, I liked Aquaman almost as much as Batman. I didn't know this. <laughs> and I, I knew it and I forgot. I have no idea why. Yeah. You can, you can Google... Um, I fanboy mini Aquaman, and I did a whole mini about my love of Aquaman. Anyway, uh, I don't know why I loved Aquaman so much. I, 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 I just did. That's why you're always walking around with a surfboard. Yeah. 
you know the puka shell necklaces all the time and i have an affinity for orange we just shirts. thought you were a douchebag but yeah, you're just a big no. aquaman <laughs> that's exactly it so i was a little worried just because he's always getting the short end of the stick or trident in these movies the short end of the fish stick hey all right i'll show. see you guys later um, <laughs> go ahead and we'll take off Ryan. so you know he wasn't in he was uh not in justice League war they they swapped him out for shazam and we've only really seen him in justice league was it Doom or the one where that was the the bridge show between Justice League and Justice League, uh, uh, Justice League United. Remember that one that that, that they did where oh yeah yeah they took the unused script and they turned no it, it was um wasn't it Justice League Crisis on Two Earths that was it and he's only seen briefly in that at the very end he really doesn't show up in these very often he didn't show up in the old Tim shows very often they just never seem to want to use Aquaman so he he was a big part of that uh. That Batman show, that the the comedy one, right? Oh, Brave and the Bold. Brave and the Bold, right? Yeah, he was a big part of that. He but was he really was funny. A, he was really funny, but he was also again he's played comedically. So right, I'm always uh, been weary of him showing up these things simply because uh, I like him so much. So. so you prefer serious Aquaman? You don't want silly Aquaman? Aquaman's serious business, Ryan. I'm just asking. It's really hard to, to I'm rule just three to quarters of the planet. What well, what do you think about hot mess Aquaman? Because it's kind of what he is in this talking on a lobster, drunk all the time. So we'll get, I have some I have some science questions about so that. So we'll get to <laughs> so let's get into it. So this is the this is as Paul said, basically the origin of Aquaman couched as a Justice League story because mm-hmm. uh, you can't sell Aquaman origin, you can sell Justice League Throne of Atlantis though hopefully, and uh, so the basic story is this pretty much the same as the comic. Uh, there, Aquaman, Arthur Curry of Maine finds out who he is, that he's the uh, rightful ruler of Atlantis. There's a power struggle between his brother Orm, and uh, which starts a brief, in this movie at least, a brief war with the surface world in which at the end Aquaman stands triumphant as the ruler of Atlantis and part of the ju- a member of the Justice League. And uh, I like <laughs> just... I like the part at the end, like, do you, you have time for this? Like, to, to be the ruler of, of, of all the, the world's oceans and to also be on the Justice League, which none of us seem to care king about. king of Atlantis? No, he's the king of the seven seas. I don't know. It I, made I it sound like it was just the principality of what Atlantis. Other, well, I mean, Atlantis is it. There's no other... Right, exactly. There's no other there. inhabited regions under the sea with Atlanteans for him to rule over. Like, you, you know, he doesn't mm. have to go... To campaign in Iowa, right? <laughs> like there's no Iowa of Atlantis. There's, there's no caucuses. Right. So here's here's my mind blowing revelation. I really enjoyed this. Yeah. Really? I thought it was super fun. I, I was engaged I, the entire time. I never got bored. Unlike the last two films where I started doing something else during both of them, I was I was in. I thought it was really fun. Okay, Ryan. I agree. I, well, I, I don't. I didn't love this, but I really enjoyed it. You love I, all I, of them. That's. I'm just. I, I recognize what was the one we talked about. Right Arca- assault on Arkham. He loved assault on Arkham. Yeah, it was <laughs> fine. You guys were being so hateful. It was <laughs> fine. <laughs> I didn't hate it. I didn't. Um, I I found I found it pretty engaging for the most part. Um, I have some I have some qualms with it, but um, I thought it was really ambitious. Yeah. And I was kind of. I was kind of impressed with how much they squeezed into it. Not always successfully. Like, I think when you mentioned that brief war between Atlantis <laughs> and Metropolis, basically, um, I was like, I'm, I'm looking, I'm checking, you know, the duration time um, on, the, on this movie. And it's, it's a, what's like an hour and 13 minutes or something like that. And um, I, was, I was like, are they going to have time for a, a war? Are they going to have time for <laughs> fisticuffs on land? 
Right. Um, there's, it's and I was like, at for and part part of it was like, is this a two parter? Like, are they going to have another one of these? Because I think they could have done that. I mean, I, it would be diminishing returns yeah. probably to do a two-part Aquaman origin story. But I was like, they have enough material, certainly. But even then, I thought it was okay because the best stuff was the character stuff that was most of the film. I really... Well, in this film, we also get the introduction of the Superman-Wonder Woman romance, which I really kind of liked. Yeah. Mostly because I thought the scene with Lois Lane was awesome. Mm-hmm. The Lois where, Lane. Where Lois Lane stumbles upon their civilian date at the diner mm-hmm. and... Shows her uh, jealous cafe. Yeah, the Greek cafe, and I thought it was really that was a really fun scene between Lois and Clark and Diana. I thought that was very thoughtful of Clark to go to the Greek cafe for (laughs) for the day. Kind of like sweet, sweet dumb, like you know, like oh, I took. It's very Clark Kent. A Greek place. It's probably pretty exotic for a guy who grew up in Smallville. True. Um, And and we should we should mention. Diana and Clark are played by two different actors since the last time. Since war, yeah. We, since we war. didn't like them in in war. Yeah, I uh, I love Michelle Monaghan, but um, you know, kind of you know, kind of wooden mm-hmm. in the in the in the voice performance in the first one. I guess maybe that was one of her first voice parts. But um, Rosario Dawson, She's who great. was in the Wonder Woman feature several years ago as Artemis. Yes. Yeah, so now she's playing Wonder Woman and uh, an, another dude playing Superman. I don't know who is. Jerry O'Connell. Who? It's Jerry O'Connell, that's right. Which, okay. which I th- did I, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I saw George Newbern on the cast list for this. He could have done another voice. They former also, Superman, but former yeah. Superman yeah, voice he, he was Steve Trevor. Yeah, isn't that weird? It's weird. It like weird. you have you have the guy. You, did they walk past each other in the studio at any point? Yeah, this is awkward. It's yeah. also it's not it's not like Superman has a huge part in this. No. So like, why don't you just have George Newbern do Superman? He's already there. But I think I still what I think you've got now is I think you've got a pretty strong Justice League voice cast. Nathan Fillion is sort of perfect as Green Lantern. Yeah. I like Sean Astin a lot as Shazam. It's one of my favorites. He's really good. The only one I, I'm so, still sort of getting my head around is Flash. Yeah, he's a little gruff. Christopher Gorham's Flash, especially in contrast to the the Flash that's going on now in the TV show. You know, what, I right. think I think with Flash it's tricky because he doesn't have a lot of interactions. Mm-hmm. He just comes in and quips, and that's got to be really hard. Right. When you're not playing back and forth with somebody, so it could end up being stiff. And then also, I'm I'm not wild about their Batman. Oh which, yeah, Jason Amara, who I like a lot as an actor. Right, but is I think he's got the, the Michelle Monaghan problem is that he's yeah. very stiff. Uh, and he's not getting any better. He's been. This is his fourth outing as Batman now. He's mm-hmm. he was in War. Was he in Par- Paradox? No, because that one, he wasn't Bruce Wayne. So it was War, Son of Batman, Assault on Arkham, and now Throne of Atlantis. And he'll be in Batman versus Robin next. And he's not seems doesn't seem to be settling into the voice at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is a bit um, of what was the the other one that I wanted to to Shamar mention? Moore, I think is a good side sideboard too. Yes, he is. Yeah, was, I like him a lot. Um, what was the? Oh, they have they have someone cast as uh, Jimmy Olsen. I don't remember Jimmy Olsen speaking at all. But they drew him like Tintin. He could have <laughs> grunted. Maybe <laughs> that's what it is. I have. Can I do a grunt for us? Here's your check. I have in my notes Superman, Batman. I don't remember why I wrote that. Because <laughs> they came up. They were. They must have been fun together. Were they? There was the scene where they went. There was the scene where they went to the marine biologist's house, and Bruce is like, "Clark, don't touch anything." Oh yeah, I liked their interaction. 
Yeah, there's the part in. Uh, oh, and he says journalism is dead. Oh, that yeah, was, I thought that was yeah, funny. I thought they had good, yeah. good. I thought, see, that was like close after the Superman Wonder Woman scene, and I was like, this is great. Like, they're what really I, nailing these characters. What I liked was um, they start off with this really interesting, very dark scene with Cyborg where he's, he's having a dream. Yeah. And it's sort of, and the, like his robot self, the, the cyber part, is sort of like in control and like lets him sleep when he absolutely needs to, it seems like. Mm-hmm. And he's his own alarm clock. And he's like, no, just let me stay in the dream world. Like he's lucid dreaming and he doesn't want to go back to reality. I was like, wow, that's really dark. And then, then you find out that nobody wants to hang out in the Justice League hall at the table. And well, it's interesting because this is where I was a little bit confused simply because I had forgotten. For some reason, I, I didn't think war was the last one. And I had forgotten where we had ended up with the Justice League, like, it, yeah, like where they like, were. And so in this movie, they're really tense with each other, and they don't have a headquarters yet. They didn't even name the team yet. They were, they were like the Super 7 in the beginning. Super 7. Freedom, yeah, friendly. And uh, you're right. They weren't hanging out together. And at the end of this movie, they're more of a team, and they're going to build a watchtower. But I was just confused for a little while simply because I'm old and couldn't remember. the last. <laughs> I didn't decide to stand up and look at my shelf to see what the last one was, but... At first, I was like, what? Why do they hate each other? It was just, that's just me being. This is why I'm, I'm retiring my iFanboy hat, which I didn't say, is because I don't want to, it's the long goodbye. I don't, <laughs> don't want to be here for your slow descent. Don't be me, Paul. Don't be it's me. It's like on Golden Pond or something. Um, All right. So here's something interesting, I thought. Okay. So in the comics, especially the New 52, they've gone to great lengths to show in the, both the coloring and the dialogue that Aquaman's tunic is gold and not orange. Okay. And, and then in the, here in the uh, animation, he is in a bright orange tunic. Yeah, that's pretty straight up orange. And mm-hmm. I just found that interesting that, because, you know, one of the things that was always joked about Aquaman was he wears an orange shirt, which, or, first of all, orange is an awesome color. But uh, <coughs> I figured since they went through such great lengths to change that in the comics, then they would do it here, but they didn't. Yeah. Maybe I mean, gold I mean, doesn't play well. It could be a miscommunication or... You know. I also I don't like the uh, I think most of these costumes translate okay. I thought Wonder uh, Woman's is awesome. Wonder Woman's is great, and that's like the biggest divergence from what the comics yeah. uh, where the comics are at. Yeah. But the yeah. only one I think that doesn't quite work is Shazam because in the comics now his like lightning bolt is like kind of this open crackling energy thing, but mm. here they kind of just did a two toned yellow situation mm. that I I didn't think quite worked. I didn't mind that one so much. I just think still I. I Cannot believe that there's no one who looks at Green Lantern and says, "Why does he have a bullseye on his shoulder?" <laughs> yeah. What yeah. are we doing here? They're like, trying really, to encourage. Really, what are we doing here? Let's all take a moment. Encourage Josh to get another tattoo. Yeah. Let's My, take a moment here and look at ourselves in the mirror and decide why we have Green Lantern having a bullseye on his shoulder. I think it's the worst. Even Superman's costume doesn't come off as bad here as it does on the page, but Green Lantern's is just the absolute worst. I think Cyborg looks pretty good, like yeah. because yeah. I think for, I think for a lot of these, um, Cyborg's shown up, and it's it's always a different design, and like for a long time they were just awkward, like, and I th- and I think that's true of the comics too. Like he had a really sort of seventies looking. They always, they always make him kind of clunky looking. Where yeah, like he's a tank. Right, where I feel like they should, they're trying to make him this really tactically advantageous person to have on the team. In which case, you don't want a tank; you want like a you know sexy little iPod. Right. Speaking of sexy, um, there's the the bit where there's the scientist who's working with him who seems to have a crush on him. Yeah. It's pretty. At least that's the way it's, it's all scientists. It's pre- <laughs> it's presented, and uh, Shazam is rooting for Cyborg to ask her out. Now that leads us to the question: Does Cyborg? Have cyber junk. He's got some sort of part, I guarantee. 
don't well, know how, guarantee. He said... I don't know how organic talking, it is. They're talking but... about removing his remaining biological lung. Yeah. And he says, as long as I can have how my brain... How do you brain, think sex works, Paul? Because the lungs really... I mean, you need them, but it's not like a super critical... Okay. He says, as long as I can keep my brain and my heart, I'm good. So does that mean that's... Well, first of all, the brain is the biggest sex organ. Right. We've all been told that to death. Squishy, right. And if, you can always get some sort of attachment. Right. Like, if he can feel, if he can receive input from the machines directly into his brain, then he doesn't necessarily need the organic member anymore. He could have some sort of a cybernetically enhanced situation that he would still get feeling from and would probably work just fine for her, too. So I think I, I, just, think I just, I just, I, I watched the scene and I thought about uh, first contact and data. And, I mean, but, but Shazam is also like 12, so he does not understand what he's suggesting. He probably right. has not considered <laughs> the same issues that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that Vic. Because remember, he's like, a, from, the, from the previous movie, he was a fan of Victor Stone as a football player. Yeah, victory. Right. Victory. Yeah, it came up it's once and I back. winced and it never came up again. Yeah. <laughs> um, but before we get to what I'm sure is the psychological, um, um, scientific disaster this movie is, I'm sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> just my other problem. Okay. These are all, my problems with this movie are all very minor. I really enjoyed the Snippics. heck of this. Yeah. And this is a problem that spans the Aquaman media globe, is that I really hate they don't give him an accent. Ah, okay. I hate that yeah. he sounds like he's from, like, Iowa or Ohio, like, just sort of flat Midwestern. Like, first of all, I think the, Atlant- the Atlanteans sort of have an accent. O- Orm has, like, a like a Game of Thrones It sounded accent. like they were kind of doing a Game of Thrones right. pastiche with a lot yes. of the Atlantis. Especially um, when he becomes Ocean Master by the end, he really ups the ante. I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that because for a, in a lot of these animations, they just have Atlanteans sound like Americans, which is just, I think it's terrible and a wasted opportunity to make them more exotic. Yeah, I had that, I had that same thought. I was like, why did it, like, they, this is an opportunity to give them like a, a different kind of accent, even if it's like another... You know, earthly terrestrial well, accent, there, there was, but just one that you don't hear. The a lot. only reference I can think of is in Justice uh, JLA Year One that Mark Wade wrote. He said he wrote the Aquaman sounding Russian. Uh, oh, that's when right. When he first runs yeah. in the Flash, he's like, "Are you Russian?" Um, that's a brilliant miniseries. He also was mumbling because he's underwater most of the time. Right, um, right. But Which, then, I have, okay, this fine. Movie, this movie screwed up something about that. All right, we'll get to that. Okay, in a Arthur. <laughs> Arthur. Okay, fine. Arthur is is half. Atlantean half human. He grows up in Maine. Fine. He, uh, he has skills. He may, maybe he doesn't have the Game of Thrones accent. Fine. Okay. But him and his uh, rough and tumble, scruffy lighthouse dad should have a super thick Maine accent. For sure. Yeah. I mean, there should be some uh, yuzz in there. There should be some sort of regional thing going on there. At the very least, it should be in there somewhere. It shouldn't sound just. It was just. It just always bugs me that they never do. They that should. Either. They should sound like Tom Bosley on Murder She Wrote. Is basically what we're talking about. Um, so sciency stuff. Here's here's my, here's my first one. Okay. okay. So Ready. start up. You're taking. I, point. Ge- I guess the idea is that Arthur, before he can actually speak to fish, is that he just Feels. talks to them without getting anything back. Like, well, I don't know if it was like a, a loner, joke, like he was drunk at the bar and he was just sort of talking to the lobster. Yeah, I think that's that's sort of it. And now he's like, now I can read, because at the end, he's like, now I can really talk to fish. And they, and they talk back. Um, I mean, lobsters also are not fish. They're crustaceans. Yeah. Right. Or creatures of the sea, then we'll say, because he can also talk to killer whales, which are mammals. So, which, yeah. so, so anyways, um, that lo- should that, is that lobster alive when he tosses it back into the ocean? And will it stay alive? Yeah, lobsters are pretty tough. 
Yeah, can they hang out outside of the water? Because the, the, my thing was, like, there's no animation of it moving once he pulls off the, <laughs> the rubber band. It's just like he's just holding it. And it, like, you know, the, I don't know if they're antennas or like the feelers, or whatever, aren't moving around. Nothing, nothing about that lobster is moving. That'd be funny he's, if he was dead. He just tossed it not, and sinks to the yeah, bottom. Yeah, he's not actually like like flopping around or anything, but like lifeless. But it, it's just not moving. Well, there's that there's that meme going around that lobsters are immortal, which is not true because otherwise <laughs> eating them would be very difficult. But <clears throat> they do they are pretty tough and they can live for quite a long time in the wild. Uh, okay. So one thing this movie. And I thought a lot, I've done a lot of Aquaman thinking on my years. Just sort of you accumulate it. It's probably years and years of thinking about Aquaman. We all do. Um, <laughs> I always thought that they should have, instead of having them talk underwater, is uh, have them all be telepathically communicating. Since they're all, since right. there's some telepathy involved in Aquaman's world. Because I always feel like when they're standing around in these you know Atlantean rooms talking and bubbles are coming out it's just so dumb it's right and like and uh cyborg the first time he went down to the submarine didn't have anything like a face mask or anything but then the next time they go underwater he does so like there's not even consistency within within the single I didn't narrative notice that. That's yeah i noticed superman the second doesn't time. and superman can talk underwater which like i get i get the superman wouldn't need a breathing apparatus because he can just hold his breath for a long time but he if you're holding talk. Your, right that's so you gotta like just pick pick one or the other the one like, thing i was impressed with was um, when uh, uh, Orm kills um, their mother, Atlanta, and she Atlanta, and she, Atlanta. and she she floats upwards mm-hmm. instead of falling down. That was cool. Which is like that's that they're at least a bit thoughtful about how you know water works, but you know. So I mean, that the it, kind of thing you buy into, like like uh, the glasses joke. How one woman puts on her glasses, nobody recognizes it. Looks like Superman. Yeah, it's the kind of comic book thing you have to buy into. But it always kind of bugged me that they didn't sort of some writer didn't say okay this is how we're going to deal with it now and it's also like you'd think animation like you and especially something like this is direct to video you think you're at limited budget you could save a lot by not having to do mouth flaps i really wonder just how they're going to do it in a live action movie yeah that'll be interesting be a little harder to fake but uh well they're going to destroy atlantis in the first act of the movie and then they're going to be on land the entire time <laughs> But I feel like there was a period in the comics, and it doesn't seem to happen anymore. And this, you know, this this was like kind of Grant Morrison Justice League, but also like when Warren Ellis was doing Authority, where at the beginning of every big battle sequence, there was always an establishment of like the telepathic link, you know, Martian Manhunter would set it up. Mm -hmm. And they would always comment on it. They'd be like, you know, okay, the telepathic link is established, and now they can all communicate across the battlefield. And I don't see that happening in comics anymore. I don't know. I mean, that was the best thing. Wasn't it great? <laughs> that was so cool. And this movie made me miss it. I yeah. wanted it back for the because it would have made a lot of sense in this movie. Yeah. Any other scientific problems? Any other scientific? They start you're... the movie in the Marianas Trench and then say they're in the Atlantic. Now it does not take very long googling to realize that the Marianas Trench is not in the Atlantic Ocean, at, like even at all. Maybe mm-hmm. it is in the Nufti too. I guess so. Um, but they just, because they, they always want to say the Marianas Trench because it's like the deepest part of the ocean, but they want to make Atlantis in the Atlantic because then the words are like similar. And right. uh, just, there's other trenches, writers. Other deep, deep trenches? There's so many other deep trenches. Man, what is down there? Just the like worms and out, stuff. Ryan. There's, there's stuff down there we don't even understand. You know what? But I was thinking about this while watching this movie, actually. I spent a long time thinking about it, Connor. Just How for many you. hours, do you think? Um, it's so many hours. How long does it take to get from the surface to the bottom of the trench? Probably about that long. Okay. Uh, in my submersible, I was thinking about this. And 
you know, anytime we go down there and we like see the deep sea vents with the worms and the shrimp and all these crazy little things, all those weird critters and organisms still share a single common ancestor with us. If you go far enough back, we're all we're all related. We're all one big family on this planet on this little blue marble, Connor. You're a hippie. <laughs> I'm a I, didn't, I didn't know we were going political. With um, <laughs> so I, I did. I did like the action a lot. I thought the I, I shouldn't be surprised constantly, but I thought the the violence was especially brutal in this one because there's a lot of swords. Yeah, uh, a lot of, a lot of blood splatter. A lot of blood splatter. Of some, some people uh, getting language. chopped in half. Yeah, but uh, I thought that f- action was fun. I thought the use of uh, Aquaman's powers was fun. He used the sh- the shark just like he did in the comic. Yeah, that was really out of. Proportion there's a, there's scale, but no shark, sharks, right? no sharks that big currently. Right. <laughs> I mean, the the great white style shark. I mean, that's that's playing into the whole megalodon lives thing, yeah. which I, I cannot. Like, you don't know it's down there, Ryan. You really, yes, I. You don't. Megalodon was not a deep sea animal. It was a coastal shark. So if they were still alive, they'd still be along the coast, right where you live, Connor. You're, right where you, you live, know, you're watching your your testing fate. Next time you're in the water, wanna... they're going to come show you. I'd love oh. that. I, I would be the most successful scientist of our era if I rediscovered <laughs> Megalodon. I'd be so I, happy. I want to see the deleted scene where he preps the shark. It's like, we're probably <laughs> going to need do. you for a surprise jump up because he has him coming out yeah. of the water. Wait. I feel like if I got suddenly yanked like, into the sky, I wouldn't necessarily immediately go to bite somebody. I'd be like, what the fuck's happening? <laughs> <laughs> but it's not like he's not yanking it physically. He's compelling it oh, mentally. That's true. He's telling it right? to jump. And He's plus, saying, great, and eat. Right, great white sharks, modern great white sharks do like to attack vertically. That's so, true, Connor, the next time you're great. at the beach, don't worry, you won't see them coming because the fin doesn't cut through the water. <laughs> I don't, like go, I don't go in the water, Ryan, for that reason. They just come straight up from the deep, you know, like 25, 30 I've miles. I've watched oh. Air Jaws. Everyone's watched Air Jaws. <laughs> he just hangs out on the beach with the surfboard under his arm with the puka shell necklace. He doesn't go in the water ever. I'm a shaggy blonde wig. Your shaggy blonde wig. So, and he keeps he's always talking about the tides, like tides just aren't right right now. I'll go yeah. in I'll go in when the tide starts going out. That's the plan. <laughs> I liked the steel cameo. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Yep, that, I, I I'm glad that um was brought up. And I like that so in the original comics, John Henry Irons is gonna like fall off of a high rise and Superman saves him, so he's just the victim. Right. But in this, like he is playing an active role in saving somebody else when he's inspired by Superman. I kind of, I actually think that works a little better. And he swings, he swings rebar right with a piece of. <laughs> yeah, he does. I, I will allow this instance of rebar. <laughs> rebar used for good. It was used for awesome good purposes. Steel hammering, so that's fine. I'll, I'll allow it. But I so, thought this was fun. I thought this was a good sort of reset, and it made me. Well, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not excited for the next one. It's another Batman and and Damian one, but. Right. Um, We'll get to that in a minute, but I, I was actually looking forward to more from this team. I like this group. I like these characters. I like the actors who play them. I thought this was this was super fun. I still don't quite understand what Shazam's powers are supposed to be in this world. Like he just kind of lightning happens sometimes. Well, yeah, I know they got Superman on the team, so it's a bit redundant. Superman. I really yeah. adding him was kind of like redundant, like it is in the real comic world. Aquaman really should be taking his place. His rightful place in the in, in leave the Shazam on Atlantis as the the substitute ruler. Well, at, <laughs> so. the, at the end, he assumes a a central place in the lineup. He's right there next to Superman in the front. Right, I'm sure he'll be shuffled to the He's side. He's a king. He's a king. <laughs> yeah. I, I I was I liked uh, I liked Mira a lot in this. Her yes. power set's pretty uh, cool. Her, yeah. She's when you were talking about how brutal oh, the right. uh, yeah the wa- violence is. Stuff. She can form you yeah, hard water, and she impales some people. Um, but see, it kind of bums me out. 
I mean, that was cool, but it bums me out a little bit that they introduced her and the romance with Arthur so quickly, because yeah. and I know this would never happen, but one of the other things I loved about, you know, the Grant Morrison run was the kind of, like, sexual tension between Wonder, Wan- uh, Wonder Woman and Aquaman, because they both understood what it meant to be, like, rulers of these right. kind of archaic kingdoms, and how yeah. great would a Wonder, Wo- Wonder Woman-Superman-Aquaman love triangle be? Right. You want to see that. I do. You get Batman in there, too. I, li- I always liked Batman Wonder Woman. That was really yeah. a great aspect of the Justice League cartoon. Mm-hmm. It's something that, like I never really thought about, but that's, it was so great. In the, the episode the where series. she gets turned into a pig, I think, is one of the best episodes of that entire run. Oh, yeah, and it's, um, it, it really helps to, you know, especially when, when you're talking about Justice League Batman, Justice League Batman is, a, I think, a completely different character than Gotham City Batman. Mm-hmm. And when you have Justice League Batman, he's there to, he tricks everybody, he's always like five steps ahead, um, and he's sort of the one who's, he's, he's, he's the, the loner. He's, you know, he's the wild card and to have him, you know, feel affection for one of the other, you know, people on the roster that it really helps to humanize him a bit and, and helps balance things out. And because, and, and if I have, if I have sort of one, one major criticism of this, um, it's that, and it's, it's sort of unavoidable, um, when you have something this length and something so ambitious, um, I think while some of the characters are pretty strong in terms of like the archetype stuff and, and doing the quips and they feel right with the good performances, uh, I think character kind of takes a backseat to plot in, in these when it's so many Justice League members. Um, they try to, you know, they, they do some interesting stuff with, with, with Superman and, and Wonder Woman, but they could do so much more if it was a more limited cast. Like, y- you don't need Flash in this movie. You don't really need Green Lantern in this movie. Unless you want to ha- have awesome Nathan Fillion do Green Lantern. And there's I, also, I, they're I like doing a good that, job, they're doing a really good job with Flash's powers, because we always talk about how if you really unleash Flash, you don't actually need a Justice League anymore. Right. Yeah. Um, and they did a really good job with making him, because I feel like sometimes he's supposed to be fast, but he's not so fast that it's mind-numbing and here he was you know when he shows up for the fight with the trenchers like the fight's over he just takes them all out right mm-hmm. it's sort of like whenever you have a justice league story um well I, there, there, are, there are exceptions obviously but i think whenever you have a justice league story it's sort of like they're grading on a curve like i mean like like not not everybody is performing the same way they would in their own right visual series they can they can handle just as big of obstacles um, in their own series by themselves or maybe with like another you know teammate stopping by for a crossover um, with with just it's, it's I think it's really tough and I, I kind of can't hold it against them because that's a how do you come up with a big enough threat and have character moments and serve both of those in terms of the, the time duration of the movie like I, here I think the character suffered a little bit and I think because of the time and because of the different little subplots they were trying to do, um, the the war at the end, you know, comes up a little bit. I think, short. The, I think the war suffers, but I think, and I agree with you in principle that this is that's the biggest problem of these movies. But I think this one for me felt like they juggled everything pretty well. So I thought there was great character stuff. I thought there was great action, and I I was engaged. I didn't think it lagged at any point. Mm. I, I, I I liked it. I. I did find it engaging, and I was entertained by it. Um, I think just in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, you know, Justice League, they solve these problems by breaking up the team into little sub-teams. Right. 
and then you can have bigger moments for each of the characters by just focusing in on them. So that was sort of like the sweet spot I felt for telling a story with such a big team. Um, so I, I, th- I think it's a really good effort, and I think and there's there's no place where I can say like they didn't try, mm-hmm. you know, like ev- right. like they did everything that they could so that it would deliver on every level. It's not. It doesn't feel like anything was sort of half-assed. The you know the only thing I could say really is just like you know some of the performers. It's kind of yeah. like a, you know the wooden thing. Yeah. So I would still put this one up with the the pre-Flashpoint films. I would stick it in that group. Uh, yeah, I think I think it could fit in there. Quality-wise, yeah. mm-hmm. this was fun. So let's talk a little bit about what's coming. Okay. Um, one thing I thought of as I was watching this movie is that. You know, for a while we we got a bunch of different character movies, and those went on by the wayside. They tried to tie in with their movies and do a Green Lantern movie when the Green Lantern movie came out. Right. But uh, we we've we we've, we've fallen back to just Justice League, Batman, and occasional Superman movies since then. But I think there's now a good chance we might get a Flash movie since ha- because of the success of the TV show. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, That'd be cool. it won't be soon, but I think obviously the development takes a while. But I think. Yeah. It's hard to ignore how popular that show is. And I mean, so, and between, so which story do you want to see? Between the, the between the CW series, they're, and they're also going to do a movie. Right. So there's you know a plenty of reasons to do a Flash. Actually, a story, Ryan, that does not involve the current actor playing the Flash. <laughs> I wrote an article a long time ago about uh, wish lists for these movies, which storylines I want to see. I wrote it on my fanboy, and I think the one I chose was the um, the Flash. That story that included all of the family. It had like Jay Garrick and. And uh, Max Mercury and Barry Allen and Wally West. Oh, Matt, you ever think we're going to get Max Mercury? I mean, that'd be great. No. But I was thinking that's what I would have done for the Flash. Max Mercury in what? In a animated movie? In yeah, a TV I, show? I wrote, an, I wrote an article a while back about which, which movies I'd like to see next. Mm-hmm. And the Flash story I chose was... I'll look it up. Okay. So let's talk about Batman vs. Robin. Okay. That's what the next movie's called? Yes. Yeah. Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> Paul. What are your thoughts? I, I mean, I, I, it's, Have you it's seen the trailer. It's, I haven't seen the trailer. No, um, I. Uh, it's hard to muster a lot of enthusiasm for another one of the Batman movies because we haven't liked the last few of them, and it's it's following the same sort of template. Um, it, this is this is a loose adaptation of the Court of Owls, uh, but apparently in this one. Uh, at least, at least what it looks like according to uh, the trailers that they corrupt Damien and the Court of Owls corrupts Damien into, into. Oh, this is the Court of Owls one. Yeah, okay, this is the Court. I of didn't Owls. know that part. Okay, yeah. um, that's interesting. So before uh, we get too far into this, I looked it up while we were talking. I, I found okay. it too. The Ro- Rogue War storyline from that oh, was yeah, yeah. two twenty two twenty five. That inclu- it included Reverse Flash and Jake Garrick and Kid Flash and Barry Allen comes back really. Co- I mean, this was like the. Culmination storyline of that. Of that mm-hmm. uh, Sign me up. But yeah, I'd, I'd love that. I, I love the two on my list, actually. I love the expanded, you know, Flash family, the Flash universe. I love his villains. Obviously, I'm a big fan of the Rogues. Um, so that, of course, that would be awesome. Um, so back to Batman. Or Batman. Back to Batman. So Court of so Court of Owls. I think the Court of Owls is is it's a great addition to the to the Batman Rogues gallery, and I'm excited that that's finally going to. You know, be on screen, but I wish it was at a different time. You know, like yeah. if this this is the pre-Flash point stuff. I was going to say pre-Flash dance um, <laughs> era of the animated features. But you know, uh, I'm, now that you mentioned that it's, I knew the Court of Owls was coming. I didn't know it was going to be this one. Um, so that that is interesting. Um, 
I have to say, I watched the trailer and didn't hate it. I just don't like Damien anymore. I don't. Yeah. I, I really hated Son of Batman. I don't necessarily like the actors they've got for this particular cast. And now you've got a lot of Jason Amaro as Batman. Again, love Jason Amaro. It's not in this role. And uh, You're listening, Jason. Yeah, sorry, Jason. I, <laughs> it's tough. I, it's funny because before I watched Throne of Atlantis, I really thought that the second half of this show was going to be us trying to figure out if we were going to continue to do these shows. Mm. But I really yeah. enjoyed this so much that I want to continue I just because 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 knowing the next film was was Batman and Son or Batman sorry, Batman versus Robin, I didn't know if we were going to want to continue after this if this was a, if this was a stinker. But yeah, yeah, yeah. the thing about it is like I was I wasn't looking forward to for, to this particular one um, because of the past two. But I always look forward to doing these to talking about them. Right. It's always fun to even if it's a bad one, it's still kind of fun to to you know discuss these. So. I am looking forward to it mostly because I really like the Court of Owls story and I'm curious to see how they're going to do it. I love the Court of Owls story. I mean, like, th- that they have really good source material is a big deal. Right. It's and it's, and, it's, a, and it's, it's dark source material and they're edgy anyway. So it's like, you know, it's, like, it's sort of like this is in their wheelhouse. I'm just hoping... That maybe by accident they kill off Damien, <laughs> and then and then they decide, oh, let's just never use him again anywhere ever again, mm-hmm. <laughs> through all mediums, all me- <laughs> media, all mediums, including people who try to contact <laughs> the dead. <laughs> so, you Connor, you, you have gotten one of your list, your your ten list, I? yeah, number three. What's so funny about Truth, Justice, and the I American did get Way? Get that one. You're right. So the, so the original list. I remember writing this after seeing one of these movies at the Paley Center. Just Under the, the Red Hood. To, to oh. Earth. And uh, I remember writing it on the pad as I was walking home. My top ten most wanted storylines, number one being New World Order. That's JLA one, number one through four, the Grant Morrison years. Number two was Rogue War from The Flash, 220 to 225. Three was What's So Funny About Truth About Justice in the American Way, which we got. Four was Robin Year One. That was the uh, Chuck Dixon, uh, uh, Marcos Martin miniseries. Sure. Uh, five was The Next Age of Justice Society, one through four. That was the second Justice, League, Justice Society book, I believe. The uh, Jeff Johns one. Uh, Cosmic Odyssey, number six. Number seven, Batman Reborn, which was the Dick Grayson and uh, Damien story with uh, Morrison and Quietly. That would be the only Damien story I'd look forward to. Six Superman the Justice and the Legion of Superheroes from Action Comics eight fifty eight to eight sixty three, nine uh, eight nine hard traveling heroes which in retrospect would be a really bad idea, and ten the Judas Contract the original third movie that never came out. I can add one to that. Sure. Um, well, in addition to Batgirl Year One, which we're never going to get, um, right. that's always my number one. Uh, Black Canary and Zatanna Bloodspell hmm. would be really fun. That's interesting. I wrote my own uh, top five list in response to yours on on the site. Did you do it in the comments? No, no, I wrote. No, I, I had access to writing a whole article. So I don't I remember. Just, <laughs> you just wrote it in post-it notes. This was in 2010, man. Yeah, I know. And I wrote one in 2011. And my number five. I only did five. Mine was Bruce Wayne Fugitive. Um, I would mm-hmm. wanted. To, I wanted to see the Authority because oh, right. it was right when they folded that in. I think or uh, Teen Titans: The Future Is Now. 
where they have the darker future versions of themselves. Uh, oh, the long, yeah. the long Halloween, yeah. and then Superman Red Sun was my number one. Aren't they gonna do Long Halloween? I remember something about Long Halloween. I think I mostly just wanted to see how they tried to animate um, uh, Tim Sale's style. Tim Sale, yeah, yeah, but oh, they me, don't really do they yeah, don't really they do, do the, the mimicking actually. anymore, which is unfortunate. I mean, let me read you a quote from this article. I will not rest until Aquaman gets his due in one of these films. <laughs> and now, welcome to the last episode. Connor, <laughs> I can Connor rest now. Can finally I take can finally rest. sleep. Um, so, uh, yeah. So that's that was this was Justice League Throne of Atlantis. We've got Batman versus Robin coming soon. I don't know what the release date is on that, but sometime in the year 2015. We've got the trailer, so it's going to be out soon. Yeah. I'm looking at the page. Probably in the spring. Yeah, probably in the spring. So we'll be back for that because we enjoyed this one. Yeah. This is like a that's like a case by case basis now. Really, people should be worried. I don't know. The last two were so bad, Ryan. I never it's get not to like it's not like they come out like monthly. It's you know it's uh, and uh, you know I'm retired now, so it's it's fun to kind of come back and do these you things. Like, from dust off the old microphone. All right. Well, if you watch Justice League: Throne of Atlantis, go to ifanboy.com. You can comment on the movie on this show. There, there'll be posts for that as well as our other animated shows. You can just search for those in the little search bar, and you, you can also find our weekly pick of the week podcast, which I and Josh Flanagan and one more time, Paul Montgomery discussed the week's of worth of books. Yeah, one more of those. And uh, you can come back next time for the next uh, animated uh, Brain Trust film, which will be Batman versus Robin sometime later this year. And until then, I'm Connor. I'm Paul. And I'm Ryan. I left my home in Georgia Headed for the Frisco Bay Cause I've had nothing to live for Look like nothing's gonna come my way So I'm just gonna sit on the dock of the bay Watching the tide roll away mm. I'm sitting on the dock of the bay Wasting time Ryan, you wanna do the intro? Uh, what's the line for the intro? You seem to express interest, so... You, you are listening to the iFanboy special edition podcast, special animation brain trust, Throne of no. Atlantis, Justice League? No? Okay. All right, you're, yeah, out. The... you're out. You lost your chance. I know. No, I blew it. Okay, right. I, I can do that. I can do this one. Hey, three, two. You're listening to an iFanboy special edition podcast, Justice League, Throne of Atlantis. I was close.